It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Chris Foster. Exactly five years ago, October 1st, 2017, was the deadliest mass shooting in American history at the Route 91 Harvest Country Music Festival in Las Vegas. 60 people died. More than 800 were hurt, shot, or injured in the chaos. Lisa Fine Cavalli was there that night and was not shot, but saw a lot of people die. And says she still has nightmares and post-traumatic stress syndrome and knee problems from a fall running for her life. She came on to talk to us about the shooting, how it's affected her, and the bond she feels with other mass shooting survivors. We edited the conversation down for the regular podcast, but we wanted to include it all here. Please subscribe to The Rundown if you haven't yet. Thanks if you have, and thanks for listening. Now Lisa Fine-Cavalli on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Lisa, I want to go back before that night, before um, the concert. Who were you there to see? Did you have tickets for the long time? Were you looking forward to the show for a while? Yeah, so my friends and I, we had VIP tickets in the uh, Neon Lounge, and we were so excited for pretty much the full three days, but the headliner, Jason Aldean, was the the big, the big um, dream for us, and we were pretty much in the front row in the VIP section. I'm looking forward to three days of country fun. Yeah. It was the best time of our lives, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Until it wasn't. Until it wasn't, yeah. Um, how and when did you realize all this was happening? Did you hear shots? Did you see people run? Did you see people you know, go down? Uh, how long was it before you were confused to when you weren't confused? Well, to me, I know a lot of people did say they were confused and thought it was fireworks. I'm actually originally from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Been around guns pretty much my whole life. And when the the shots were being fired. It didn't take long for me to know that there was a huge, that this was a huge problem. And I immediately started yelling to my friends to get down. And it, it, it was very surreal because, you know, there was, you know, 22,000 people, you know, throughout this concert and people were very confused. People were, um, you know, thinking, Hey, this is part of the show. It's well, it wasn't. And, when you're the one that knows that this is not part of the show and people have been drinking and having fun, they don't really listen to you. So I just kept saying, get down. This is a real gun. Get down. I just wanted to save our lives. And people kept saying, no, it's not a real gun. And I just was so very clear, get down. We can't run out there. You got to get down. We're, you know, we're going to get shot if we don't you know, find a way to duck and cover, basically. I imagine your world gets very small at that point. You realize, well, these 22,000 people are on their own. I got to do what I got to do and take care of my friends as best I can. Was there any cover for you? You know, we were in that, that um, kind of their bleachers, but they're nice seats. And we, I just really convinced my friends to get down in the fetal position as down as far as possible because imagine in our minds we don't know what's going on it could be terrorism it could be people are coming in and they're gonna you know it's gonna get crazier than it you know it's just like you just don't know in any moment what's gonna happen and so we were just down under our seats and it's very it's very surreal because 
this is happening in a moment and you do, you get this tunnel vision of, well, at least I did a very clear survival mode. And I know a lot of people did panic, but I know there were a lot of people that also just in that complete survival mode, things get very sharp, clear. You're paying attention to every single thing that's happening. I was in seat 1A. So I had the aisle, which gave me a view of what was happening, which is pretty unfortunate given what I was watching. Um, because I was watching people being shot out on the grass and I could hear people being shot around us up top as well. We were in one of the kill zones and it was just complete chaos. We were not only, you know, listening to people being shot and screaming. We were, you know, I was visually seeing this. And so I decided I felt like we were going to die. I was pretty certain that this is the night we're going to die. And I just started recording with my iPhone because I wanted my kids and my family to know what happened to us. And I figured they would find our phones. There would be some way that they, you know, they, they would find out. So that was, that was terrifying. And I kind of figured out that the bullets were coming from up and behind where we were because the bodies that were being hit as they were running were flying away from me. And that was just something that I noticed, like every little detail I was noticing. And uh, yeah, the most horrific nightmare of our lives. Fox News Radio On Demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today. The shooting lasted for 10 minutes. At the time, could you have, could you have guessed that? I imagine it felt like forever. It felt like forever, and I it felt like probably half an hour or more because like I said, you're in a slow motion, but you're also, you know, very keen with everything going on. But the world just felt like, like forever. I mean, it's, it doesn't, in fact, in some interviews I had, I had done, they said, you know, it was, it was 10 minutes. I was shocked. I said, are you kidding me? It felt like forever. It just, it would just kept going and going and going. Not the bullets would just rain down and it was like this war zone. And then all of a sudden there would be a delay and then you think it's going to stop, but then it just would come down again and again over and over. And I, I just remember the thoughts of all these people and you can't help them because you're, you can die yourself. You, you, you know, the, the helping occurred later, obviously, when the when the bullets did stop. But it was it was just complete torture for every sense of the word of torture in your brain, knowing that people are dying. Yeah, and there, there really wasn't anything that anyone could do. Um, it, it took it took a while to figure out where the shooting was coming from because it wasn't a guy on the same level as the crowd. So law enforcement had to find this guy. We still five years later have no real idea why he did it i imagine that doesn't help with closure for lack of a better word you can't you can't get your head around why this happened right yeah and it took a couple of years and then you just decided that you had to let go of any sort of closure for this 
tragic night and that you just had to try to move on the um the memories haunt you for the rest of your life and your world after being in a mass shooting is completely transformed you're not the same human being you don't look at people the same everything is is very terrifying and it like everything you do is now skewed through this mind of that at any moment someone could open fire on you it's sadly just the way it is and i'm very very just taken back by how many mass shootings are happening over and over and over everywhere. All our safe places aren't safe anymore is how it feels to a person yeah. that uh, goes through this. When, when you hear, far too often, when you hear about these stories on the news, I'm sure you do go back to that night and, and have some sort of long distance empathy for the people who are involved. Yeah, it's it's very strange because I used to, before, you know, surviving this mass shooting, I used to, you know, watch the news and I felt like I had empathy for people going through things like this. And then, you know, and I felt like I felt, you know, true uh, pain for them. And then after the mass shooting, I would just hear about these shootings at these schools and just, you know, all over these workplaces. And I would literally drop to my knees and just start trembling. It's like PTSD where you, it just all comes flooding back the memories, the smells, the sounds Um, you feel just torture in your soul for them knowing what they have to struggle with. Cause we're almost five years on October 1st, you know, coming up five years and if I hear of another mass shooting, I can be taken as if it happened yesterday. Uh, my family's very aware of, you know, when these things happen, that it just transforms me into um, a very uh, emotional um, feeling, very triggered. Um, yeah, it's, it's not something you wish upon anyone. And I just hope that our world, our nation can get a grasp on solutions for these things that are happening over and over these mass shootings have got to stop i mean i not to minimize of course the people who were shot uh killed injured their families you're in a pretty horrible club lisa and um i don't know that we talk a lot about the people who were there and survived yeah it is a club you never want to join and i've heard that from many survivors it's it's really really important that people become aware of i mean because this this is happening so often there there are a ripple effect of of pain and chaos in lives people commit suicide and on a side note i became very hopeless for uh, and had a dark time where i didn't feel like i could breathe in a world that had this just evil um horrendous dark side of people that just feels like they have to just go kill people that they don't even know innocent lives and i know that the support that is needed for people that go through this is huge their families like you feel like you understand but you really don't the only time that um i felt completely understood is by people that had gone through it because you didn't have to even go into too much detail that you could just tell 
in their eyes that they understood they knew you it was a communication that was very you know just soul to soul and which reminded me of that night i remember um when we you know it, it hit us all you know you just knew that we were probably going to die and when you would look at people there was it was this one there was a beautiful it's i call it beautiful because it was this soul to soul connection knowing we're going to die but you just there was no race religion politics um there was nothing but pure love like that you were sharing it gives me chills to even tell you this but there was this feeling of just um bigger than ourselves where it was um this communication of you know what it's it's over and and you just your your brain goes into like mine personally went to i didn't do enough i didn't love enough i didn't give enough um you just have this reality of your being you're here then you're gone so after that you're always thinking about hey life is very short you know do everything you can in your power to make a difference love people tell people um you know do things that you've always wanted to do and just live a big huge life and a legacy and um yeah it's i hope that people can you know at this 5 year mark come together and really um become better people and kind souls and then strive for these leaders to come together and figure out how to turn this around because it's i mean it feels like it's going to get worse before it gets better you were able to take some time off with um being part of a lawsuit after the shooting and um i said just kind of get your head right and you also were running this route 91 strong nonprofit um to help people and then you eventually transferred that money to the vegas resiliency center which is still in existence tell people about that Yeah, so a group of survivors we got together and for two and a half years we raised uh a $500,000 to help survivors with their their lives. Um we were offering financial support to those that couldn't work. They needed diapers, they needed, you know, tires and gas and they needed food and that's where we stepped in and there was such a generous outpouring of love. to help these families and we did that for two and a half years i feel like that was a part of us also not dealing with our pain because we were you know we were just helping people and after two years it it became um very challenging because we were reliving the um the the tragic event over and over by vetting um these you know survivors and making sure that the people that were actually there were getting the support they needed um and that's why we decided to um transfer all of our funds to the Vegas Strong Resiliency Center and they will continue you know they were already doing some incredible work and then we decided that we would um you know just donate everything to them and that's where the the you know shooting happened and we were located all over you know the united states um helping people and um yeah route 91 strong was very special we connected with, with so many families and and we hope that people can continue to donate to them to help people because they're helping the lives that live there in vegas and also every you know person that went to this 
beautiful concert that turned into this war zone. Well, Lisa, I'm sorry to you know drag you through it once again for this interview. I know it's I know it's stories you've told before and thoughts you've had before, um, but but thank you for coming on and um, and sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me. And um, go out there, be safe, and make a difference, people. Please, let's get these mass shootings to stop. Lisa Fine Cavalli, thank you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Precise, personal, powerful. Is America's weather team in the palm of your hands? Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table to Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts.